0: Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. I wanted to think through some of the the coming of Jesus in these weeks leading up to Christmas, and and today I want to look at Matthew chapter 1. Matthew 1 starts with a genealogy of Jesus, and to most of us, that's just a long list of names uh, which are unfamiliar, weird-sounding. I think of a lot of a lot of us modern readers are likely just to skip over chapter 1 of Matthew and jump to the beginning of the narrative part of his gospel. We take the genealogy as an uninspiring, unnecessary, unnecessary, maybe a little boring part of the start of his gospel. But for the original audience, the first century Jews, this was the perfect beginning. Matthew's purpose was to show Jesus as the king the long-awaited Messiah, and so lineage is very important for a king. The royal line must be intact and proven for a king to be legitimate. As far as the Messiah or the anointed one that was promised in the Old Testament, the prophecies say that he would be in the lineage, the line of David. So for the original readers of this gospel, there would have been no reason to even read chapter 2 if this genealogy hadn't been established up front. But you know what, for our modern ears, for modern readers, I think there's something to learn also from this genealogy, especially today, um, like I want to do today, which is to compare this to Genesis chapter 5, which is a similar genealogy uh, for Adam. Genesis chapter 5 starts this way. It says that this is the account of Adam's family line. Adam's family line is the story of sin and sinners. It starts this way. It says, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image. Now, that ought to be ringing bells for you if you've read Genesis recently, because in the beginning of the book, it said that God made man in his own image. But now when we get to Genesis chapter 5, we see that Adam, has a son in his image. So what is it referring to there? Still in the image of God, all mankind, but now there's the emphasis on Adam has this new sin nature after being kicked out of the garden. And so the fact that his line is from his image, is formed in his image, gives a nod to the fact that all of them have this sin nature. Uh, And so it's really telling when you read through that you see that each um, each person in the genealogical line um, there's there's just this this rhythm here that says um, this is this person's name and here's some things about their lives and then each one's account ends the same way it says and he died with the one exception of Enoch but that's a whole other thing and he died and he died and he died it's a stark reminder of the penalty for sin of this sin nature that we all inherit from Adam. Beyond the initial genealogy uh, in, Matthew, in Genesis chapter 5, uh, you can just look throughout the Old Testament and see so many accounts of individuals with sin nature who uh, failed and, uh, and, and died. But when you get to Matthew chapter 1, this genealogy is different from that in, a, in an obvious way. The emphasis here is not on death. It never says, and he died, but instead it's on birth. Listen to a little bit of it. It says, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers. So you hear the father of, and you see that the emphasis here, instead of being on death, is on life. Now, I think that's apropos, important, because the, New, the Old Testament showed us the sin nature of man and the need for a Savior. But the New Testament, starting here in Matthew chapter 1, is going to point us to life, the Savior who has come to bring life. Uh, in John, it says that Jesus was uh, life, and that life was the light of all mankind, And also the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the Old Testament gives us a promise for a Redeemer. Genesis 3.15 is is something you could look at to see the beginnings of the promise of one to come. But the New Testament gives us the fulfillment of that promise, which is Jesus, the Messiah, the one sent to redeem man from his sin, to completely change the narrative, no longer death, but now life. Matthew's intro into the genealogy says this, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. As demonstrated in the son of David, that phrase, he is the fulfillment of the promises of a Messiah to come in the line of David. The phrase son of Abraham, he's also the fulfillment of the blessing that God gave to Abraham because it's through Jesus's life, death, and resurrection that, as he said to Abraham, all the families of earth would be blessed. You and I can't help or change our genealogy, but here's something cool, by a choice of faith You can be born into the genealogy of Jesus and become a child of God. And that's what Christmas brings. Have a great week.